0: I want to talk to you guys about this incredible new lube I discovered called Woo. I actually used it the other day in my personal life, and holy shit, I'm in love. It smells and it tastes amazing. It's made from natural stevia, vanilla essence, and beeswax. It kills germs, it's full of antioxidants, and it's free from chemicals. The packaging is also very classy and discreet, so it's not an eyesore on your bedside table. So go to woo4play.com. That's w-o-o-f-o-r-p-l-a-y.com, and enter code Holly for a ten percent discount. That's woo4play.com, and enter code Holly H-O-L-L-Y. You guys are gonna love this stuff. Today on the show, we have the beautiful Charlotte Stokely. I'm very excited to have her here. I've known Charlotte for quite a while, we've shot a lot of stuff together. And she is smart, she is funny, and she is a self-proclaimed geek who loves to play Dungeons and Dragons, talk about science, nutrition, all kinds of intellectually stimulating conversations that I know most people don't expect from a porn star. But let me tell you something, Charlotte is not like most porn stars. She was the face of American Apparel for many, many years. She's one lesbian performer of the year, and she's featured in some of the biggest movies of the year, including Justice League Triple X, and she's also in Axel Braun's new movie, The Possession of Mrs. Hyde. So let's welcome Charlotte Stokely to the podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. Today I have the absolutely gorgeous Charlotte Stokely who's looking as fabulous as ever. How are you?
1: Hi, Holly. Thanks for having me on your wonderful podcast. Thank you. I listen to it all the time. I think you're amazing. Really? Yes. Oh, you're God. fantastic. Thank
0: you. You know, I gotta say, I loved how um you I love first of all, I loved all the PR. That came out about the show and um, your PR guy, whoever wrote the article, that he said um, it was the number one adult industry podcast. I was like, hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll take that. I was like, thank you very much. And then he said something else really like flattering about me and I was like, hmm, I should have this guy write stuff for me too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was you totally awesome. should. <laughs> I also love to like I can always kind of tell um how popular a guest is just by the anticipation about them coming on the show. Like so many of your you know, so many of your fans and everybody on Twitter was just like so excited that you were coming on the show. Like oh my god, I can't believe Charlotte's going to be on. I can't wait. I can't wait. So there's like been a lot of buzz about you coming on, which is which is great.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, without the fans, I'm no one, so
0: how (laughs) guys um,
1: and girls. Do you interact with your fans, like, a lot, do you feel? 24-7. Yeah. I'm always constantly in contact with fans, whether it's through social media, DMs, emails.
0: So you actually answer your DMs? Chat
1: star, sexed panther. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And every time someone tweets at me or posts on my Instagram, Uh I be sure to like it. I don't always respond, but I let them know like, I've seen it. I appreciate you taking the time. I acknowledge you. I see you and I love you. And I love that it's like a little heart when you favorite it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like you're spreading love around everywhere you go. And it's just great.
0: You're always a very positive person. That's what I like about you. You know, you don't, you know, because you see some people get on social media and they complain a lot or they. They bitch about this, they bitch about that, they call this person out and it just, I don't know, sometimes like Twitter can just be a very negative place and I feel like that like negativity begets negativity and I feel like a lot of those people that complain about their haters and the trolls online are the kinds of people that spew a lot of negativity in the first place. Do you find that you, do you get a lot of trolls or do you find that most people are pretty positive towards you on social media?
1: I don't react to negativity Mm -hmm. unless I feel like someone's going to hurt themselves, then I'll go cross the boundaries and do everything I can to talk to them. Right. But I really don't – I don't react to the trolls because if you ignore them, they will go away. Yeah. (laughs) They really will. Yeah. You know, I just block, delete, block, delete. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even block them. I just – because that alone is paying attention to them. Right. They're like, ooh, she blocked me. Now I'm going to make 12 more accounts and I'm going to harass the shit out of her. (laughs) So I I just don't respond to it. And also, I'm given the chance to pick the ladies I want to have sex with in a lot of my scenes. Mm -hmm. and. Before I put them on the list, I actually have a list in my phone and notes that's titled "Bitches I'd Love to Fuck." <laughs> I don't call them bitches, but you know, it's just I know what you mean, like yes. a little internal pimp, you know, yeah, tooting my horn. Uh huh. And if I see negativity on their Twitter, I I won't request them.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of girls don't recognize that, like especially like for me as a producer, because you know, obviously I'm looking at girls as well and um, looking at you know what they might post or what they might say. And I feel like girls don't really realize that when they're going on social media and they're complaining a lot and they're being really negative or they're calling this person out or that person out, that reflects badly on you professionally as well. And that makes people consider whether or not they want to hire you for something or work with you. Because if I see you on Twitter, like constantly complaining, what are you going to be like on set? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to be like when the day goes longer than expected? We run into production issues. I mean, like stuff like that kind of happens. Like, am I going to have this sour faced, person on set being Sorry, like, when are we going to go home? When is this shoot going to be over? When are we going to be out of here? I have a party to go to. I have a concert to go to. Like, <laughs> My you dad know, I, owns
1: a dealership.
0: Yeah, those <laughs> kinds of th- – like I think about those kinds of things. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of like younger people today like don't recognize how much social media reflects on you in all aspects.
1: Yeah, it is It is an interesting an interesting thing to perceive how you know young people have so much access to being online mm-hmm. and you know just documenting everything they do online where you yeah. know like when we were growing up you know we, yeah. we 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 learned and we eased into it slowly as yes. it developed and and it's just a different time i yeah. think but as for you know back to the negativity the being positive I'd rather say I'm positive rather than say I'm not negative because, right. again, just saying the word, it just makes yeah. me like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. But we have to do everything we do with love. Like, we, we have to. We have to love ourselves. We have to love other people. We have to love strangers. We have to love the plants, you know? Like, be thankful and grateful for everything, and if your heart is open, everything will just be so much clearer to you, and and you'll have less struggles and you'll you'll conquer things you never thought imaginable if you just, like, love everything. Mm-hmm. Like, to know is to love, and right. you want to be wise, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> is this something that you, like, is this something that you've always felt, or did you go on some kind of, like, personal journey to reach that thought process? Because I feel like that's something that I've kind of come into recently. Like, I went through some really hard times, and um, even, like, last year I went through some, like, total bullshit. And coming like, and I'm starting to recognize, like I started getting a lot more into meditation and stuff like that. And that's really opened my eyes to a lot more things. And um, I've been working really hard on even like little things like replacing negative words and thoughts with positive thoughts. Like like what you were just saying, like something simple as not saying, you know, as saying positive as opposed to saying not negative, just like little like tiny Things that you can change in what you say and the stories that you tell yourself every day can make such a difference in how you interact with the world and therefore, like what happens to you in life. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like what you project out into the world is what you get back.
1: You manifest it, right? You know, if you're constantly afraid and afraid and afraid, everything's going to go wrong, right? Because y- all you see is what's happening the wrong way, right? You know, so we really, we really do need to change. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, have you know? And it's it seems silly, but like I do this too. If I'm having kind of a stressful day, I'll I'll talk to myself and I'll say, you know what, Charlotte. I almost said my real name. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Charlotte, you're successful. You're amazing. You're loved. You're appreciated. You got this. You Mm -hmm. know, and it really does like make a difference.
0: Yeah. I have a friend um, who I actually do a gratitude list with. We text each other a gratitude list back and forth every night. So she'll send me a long gratitude list. She'll be like – and just little things from her day. She'll be like, I'm grateful that um, I got to sleep in this morning. You know, I'm grateful that my friend took me to the airport. Like just little, little things. And then I'll text her back my gratitude list. And it sounds like kind of so silly, but – It really makes a difference because I feel like we forget how privileged we are and how much we have. And um, it's so easy to get caught up in that whole, like, I don't have this, I don't have that, as opposed to recognizing, like, what you do have.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We are definitely blessed. (laughs) We have a lot of privileges, especially here in the United States. Yes. And we need to be smart and keep those rights. Yes. Because – feel like a lot of people – I don't want to get into politics because right. it's something new every day and it's hard to keep up with. And honestly, I find it a bit overwhelming. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, we, we just really do need to uh, stand up for ourselves mm-hmm. and appreciate what we have. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you want to eat that pussy for dinner, you eat pussy for dinner. <laughs> I love
0: like how you can go from being like this sweet, you know, when sometimes when I talk to you, I forget that you work in the adult industry because you just, <laughs> I don't know, you seem like you have this side of you which seems like so sweet and innocent. But then you say stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's actually got this like wild side to her. Which is why I feel like that one scene that we shot together for Twisties with Lily LeBeau was so perfect. Oh, that the was good book. Oh, my God. That was so Stroke great. Stroke the good book. Oh, God. You were Finger hilarious. Finger the
1: good book.
0: <laughs> so we shot the scene for Twisties where Charlotte played this um, kind of like door-to-door missionary. Um, and she came with the good book, you know, like I guess, a.k.a. the Bible. But we can't really say that in a porn scene because they've – Very careful about that kind of thing. Trademarked,
1: patented. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I was just trying not to offend anybody, I guess. And um, she was trying to convince Lily to, you know convert and um, be a religious person I suppose and just you played that part so incredibly well.
1: She needs to she she only she only needs one man in her life Yes. To, she needs one man to fill all those holes Yes,
0: yeah and just like <laughs> your little um, like all those little like jokes that you made and everything and, and just the way that you played that character so perfectly was just I remember just sitting behind the camera trying so hard not to laugh. I was like this is so fucking funny
1: I'm pretty sure at one point in time I did hear you and the, <laughs> the lighting crew just like
0: yeah yeah it was very difficult for me to like suppress my giggles and the way that like you were able to keep such a straight face throughout the whole thing I could just never do it
1: that was so fun for me because Lily Lebeau was super hot
0: yeah super hot and
1: that was such a fun sex scene yeah like, we really connected and yeah. oh yeah it was super fun yeah that was a great it's pairing. a great pairing yeah and it's funny too because I'm I'm wearing a like, a baggy pencil skirt that yep. goes below my knees. Yep. I now have, so I have, like, my regular clothes, and then I have my work clothes, you know? Like, uh-huh. I don't wear a lot of bohemian things, but I need them for right. certain scenes. Uh-huh. Right. So I now have, like, a row of Amish looking, like, very <laughs> preserved skirts. Yeah. Specifically, because I keep playing these Religious roles. Yeah. The the go-getter, do-gooder. Why do you think that you get cast that way? Maybe because I look innocent. Yeah. You know, because I don't have, like, any plastic surgery, Mm -hmm. and I have freckles, Mm -hmm. and maybe because of my background growing up in Utah, you know, with the LDS Church, maybe that's why. Yeah. Those are three good reasons.
0: Yeah, you do play the role really well. (laughs) So you grew up Mormon and 50 50 50 50 yeah so, so how do you mean? like
1: my mom's side of the family was like dgaf from the get-go okay and then my dad's side of the family if you said fart you would have to sit in the corner wow so very different world so wow. when i'd go to grandma's house i actually have wardrobe specifically for when i go to my grandma's uh-huh. she thinks i'm a perfect angel Wow. Okay. I have like I have special jewelry I wear. I have my like choose the right necklace. Oh my god. <laughs> and I wear those things when I go to grandma's, wow. you know? But when I leave grandma's, oh, it's off. Wow. And she's no idea, huh? I don't think so. No. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel um so you grew up in a religious home?
1: Only at grandma's.
0: Only at grandma's. Yeah. How did you like deal with that dichotomy? And how did your parents meet? Like they sound like kind
1: of different people,
0: but at home they at home they weren't that strict about that. It was just like when you were going to like your grandparents.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, my mom would would be like, "Fuck this and fuck that." I and mean, we'd be at the Fourth of July parade, and I, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fire, fuck!" because I couldn't say truck, and she's just laughing, and everyone's right. Like, <gasps> <laughs> Your daughter is saying fuck repeatedly over and over again, and she's three. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. It's adorable. Put a tube top on her. She loves it. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but no. Um, recently, as an adult, I went to visit my grandma and grandpa in Utah. And if I'm there visiting and it's a Sunday, I'll go to church with them. Right. And I haven't been to church in years. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. always avoid seeing them on Sundays to specifically avoid this because like, what do you wear? Yeah. Nothing's right. Right. And so I'm wearing, you know, like some knee-high flat boots. I'm thinking they're equestrian boots. These will be fine, right? Mm. And, of course, I already look like a floozy. <laughs> 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 so I'm sitting – between my grandma and grandpa, and I'm going to, like, the special class that the older adults go to, and it's okay. that one time of the month where both sexes are in the same room. Because okay. otherwise, it's the women's ward and the men's ward, the priesthood. You know? Oh, wow. It's like okay. the women and then the priesthood, okay. the men that want to be priests and, you know. Right. So this is the time everyone comes together. And the woman running the class, because they take turns, who's going to run the class, says, we have a last-minute change to announce for today, Um, the bishop has, just five minutes ago, asked me if we could change today's topic to porn. Oh, my God. Pornography. Oh, my God. I swear every single, like, cell in my body was like, they're looking at me. (laughs) But, of course, nobody knew. Well. Well, uh, actually, you don't know if they knew. Yeah. There you go. So, like, my grandma, my family does know I do porn. Right. But it very quickly was wiped away with I don't do it anymore. Yeah. And then, you know, so I I don't even know if she remembers.
0: Wow. Because it was like
1: so long ago that I started. And but I feel like I don't know. I just I felt very singled out. But it was very awkward because one, I felt like they changed it because I was there. Uh And then two they were having an open group discussion about what's appropriate and how to talk to your children about sex. Uh-huh. And I so badly wanted to say so many educational things. Yeah. You know? They're like, well, tell them about hand holding and this and that. And I'm like, why don't you teach them the difference between, you know, molestation? And love, like, why don't you teach them those things? Like, if they don't know what those things are, how do they know if they're happening or not? Right, right, right. You need to explain the terminology, the vocabulary to these kids. Right, and I think the kids are not stupid. Yeah. And I think you should be honest with everyone so they truly can learn. So anyways, I'm just sitting in church between my grandma and grandpa wearing my whore boots and just (laughs) listening to the dangers of hand-holding and pornography. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That must have been
0: fun. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you get into the industry?
1: I've always been a very sexual person. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Just... I've always wanted to be in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. I've always been comfortable with myself, Mm -hmm. just very like, I don't care. As -hmm. long as I'm not hurting anyone, I'm going to do what I want. And what I want to do is fuck. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm just like, okay. And I mean, I met someone that was in the industry and she was like, if you want to do it, you can. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Am I pretty enough? And she's like, girl, you're going to be great. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yeah, and then you know she introduced me to one person, and it just kind of evolved from there. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: What do you think of some of like your favorite scenes that you've done?
1: Well, one of the things I love about porn is that I'm always able to be a new person. Mm-hmm. I'm always constantly reinventing myself yeah. or continuing a, an ongoing character. Mm-hmm. I love scenes where I'm a teacher. Because they don't give me a script. Like certain companies I work for, they now know don't give her a dialogue. Just yeah. tell her the premise and let her run with it. Yeah. And so I, I just I love being a teacher because then I get to just babble about all these random things that I know. Yeah. And that's super fun.
0: Um, I, you know, it's funny. I did a scene for Naughty America the other day, and um, they don't give me a script. They just they give me like a premise or something, or they'll be like, do us a teacher thing or do a MILF thing or do an office thing. And then I get to come up with it, which is great because almost every single client now like doesn't do that. I get micromanaged a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I use, I totally use my senior thesis from UCLA as like the topic. And it was about uh, female sexuality and romantic literature. And so it was like kind of fun. I was like, wow, I get to use something for my college education. And I was like, it was made, and mainly I made the topic about um, lesbianism and uh, Coleridge's poem, Christabel. And so that was really fun. And that was really fun to be able to like use that. And then I was like, I wonder if anyone watching this scene is actually going to know what I'm talking about, <laughs> what the, the performers are talking about or like notice. And I was like, probably
1: not. Right? But it was still fun. <laughs> That's hilarious. I have a lot of thoughts going on in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just about like romantic literature and yeah. And, like, yeah,
0: anyways. <laughs> um, you know, it, I know what you mean about the whole um letting you kind of do ad libbing because when you did that scene with Lila LeBeau, you were great. Like you Thank just you. kind of went on. And I feel like some performers definitely work a lot better if you don't give them a script. If you just I
1: don't like to be micromanaged yeah. at all. Yeah. Like I live alone.
0: Yeah. I hear you. You hear
1: that stalkers? I live alone. Like I live, I just I'm just I don't like people to like tell me what to do or expect Uh certain things from me. I Mm -hmm. I like hope that I understand the situation well enough to do what pleases everyone. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that makes sense. No, I understand. Yeah. How is it?
0: um, Now I know you've done a lot. This actually is a good segue to uh, ask you about all. I know you've done a lot of movies with Axel Braun. Yeah. And um, so you've you did Batwoman. Right, or you yes. played Batwoman in Justice League? Is that correct? Correct. I okay. played
1: Batwoman in Justice League, the number one selling movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? Oh, amazing. Um, it's funny because no one really knows it's me because I have a red wig mm-hmm. and a face cowl. Yeah. Which, by the way, wearing a cowl during a sex scene is very difficult. Yes. I can't open my mouth, so all my dialogue and sex was through teeth. So I'm like, what do you mean? What's going on? It's like <laughs> this. Everything's like this because I can't open my mouth. Yeah. Um, so when we film Batwoman in fall, we're going to make a new cowl for me so right. that I can like
0: actually use open mouth. my mouth. Yeah. That's good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I played in The Possession of Mrs. Hyde.
0: Yeah. He came on the show to talk about that. And that was like his first kind of feature movie that wasn't a parody. Correct. So, in 15 years. Yes. So how how who are you playing in that? Can, how much can you tell us about that movie?
1: Ooh, I wouldn't want to give any of the twists away. Okay.
0: Um, can you say who you're playing?
1: I work for the doctor. Okay.
0: Yes. Okay, got it. I work for him. How much of it have you filmed? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I'm done. I'm wrapped. Okay. Unless he needs a voiceover or anything, I'm I'm wrapped now. We um, Axel's shoot days are. Notoriously long. Oh, yeah. He's
0: um, famous
1: for that. You know, you, like, show up at 8 in the morning and you're l- you're literally done having sex at 4 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can get a lot done in a day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How is that working for him?
1: Apparently it's great because he's a fantastic director and he has great sales and everyone loves his products. So. so
0: does he kind of let you do your thing? He doesn't, like, micromanage you too much?
1: Oh, he does not micromanage me at all. Okay, he, that's great. He told me, he said, you have, he's very specific. He's like, yeah. Sto- Stokely. <laughs> Stokely. <laughs> you have free range to do whatever you want to do in this in this girl-girl scene for Hyde. He's like, I want you to unleash Stokely. Nice. Unleash the beast. Like, just yeah. let it out. And you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And everyone else is micromanaged, really. Um, interesting. Which is so interesting, like... I was it's gonna say, flattering, so you, but at the same time, I'm just like, but why? Am I really that great? Because I'm just like, oh, there's so many great people on set with me. This is silly. Um, I'm, I guess it's kind of like a modesty thing. Like I don't take compliments very well sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, oh, shucks. Like yeah. you're silly. Um, but, yeah, like when we did the Batwoman scenes in Justice League, they were one takes. Wow. And he's known for doing 30. Yep. And 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 I I'm, I was flattered, but I was like, "Oh yes, I did all that dialogue in one take. That was amazing." Um, but on the other hand, I'm like, I kind of want to play around with it some more. Like, yeah. can we can we keep filming so I could try another edge or something? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it blows my mind, like how far my career has come and all the things I've accomplished. It really does. Like, it's it's a lot of things still haven't even like hit me yet. You know, mm-hmm. like. I was American Apparel's main model for seven years. Yeah, I
0: remember that. You know,
1: I was on billboards and magazine covers and storefronts. And I mean, my face was all over the world for that. Mm -hmm. And that still blows my mind because I was on my bucket list. Like, that was like, this is what I want to do in my life. You know, you're asking how to get into porn. I'm like, I want to be in front of a camera and I want everyone to adore me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you've accomplished that. Yay. (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to do that's on your bucket list that you haven't achieved yet?
1: There are. um, There are things that matter to me that I want to do that aren't necessarily career moves. Okay. Um, I'd really like to change the RDA, the Recommended Daily Allowance for Food. Mm -hmm. It's completely asinine. Okay. And very outdated. And it's giving people the wrong ideas of the things they're eating that it's okay and people are getting sick because of it. I, I mean, most diseases are from the food you eat.
0: It's so interesting that you bring that up because I remember when you were – I think when you were getting into nutrition, um, we were shooting you. I think it was the day we did that cheerleader scene with you and Faye Reagan for my at my mom's studio oh, like forever ago.
1: I had abs then. <laughs> I was doing sit-ups on set.
0: <laughs> and I remember – and you were telling me um, about nutrition and, um, how you were like really studying it and really getting into it. And obviously it's something that you've stuck with. So, um, I'm always like up for being educated. I feel like I am not good about, I mean, I eat healthy for the most part, but then I also recognize that I don't really, I'm not even really sure if I know what eating healthy is because isn't it different for different people?
1: Yeah, it, it definitely can be.
0: And how could you, like, how could I find out like what works for me?
1: Well, the best place to start, like the best place to start, if you were to only do one thing different in your life, Mm -hmm. I would say the eat right for your blood type because we do have different enzymes in our blood Mm -hmm. than other people. And, you know, so some people can digest meat and thrive off of it and others can't digest it and literally like it it sticks in their gut Mm -hmm. and it makes them tired and sick. And so really learning what foods are beneficial for you will change everything it changed my life when I learned about it and seeing the evidence, the, the proof that it really worked really just snowballed into this obsession with learning everything I possibly could about health in the human body mm-hmm. and, and not just food, but also, you know, mental health, um, your energy health, the environments you're around, the people you hang around. Um, I just, Constantly love to learn. Mm -hmm. And the more I learn, you know, the more I realize like, wow, the world is amazing. Yeah. And it really all comes down to vibrations. It's those good vibrations and love. Yeah. Seriously.
0: Tell me, I want to kind of go back to what you said about the daily recommended intake and how it's wrong. The RDA. Yeah. Yeah. So... Can you elaborate
1: on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, right now, I, I don't specifically remember the, the allowed numbers, mm-hmm. milligrams and stuff, but they're saying you can have up to so many milligrams of sodium a day. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a horribly high amount. Okay. Horribly high. Yeah. Um, so people are getting high blood pressure from that. You know, it's it causes water weight gain, edema, like the swollen ankles, mm-hmm. and you know, um, fats. They 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 don't list Separate fats. You know, you have omega-3, omega six, omega nine, mm-hmm. monosaturated fats, transglycerides. Mm-hmm. They're all different fats. And fats actually are really good for you, depending on the kind of your fat. needs. Yeah. Right. Um, but they just say total fat, yeah. this much. And it's a horrible number.
0: Yeah. Remember it, the food pyramid? Yeah. <laughs> the food pyramid. That's yeah.
1: You know, and it's 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 just like Fiber is so important, and fiber really just will keep you alive more than anything else will. And, and then it's, it's like salt. It's like fake salt. Yeah. Everything has fake salt. And the thing that pisses me off is that salt, the fake salt causes high blood pressure, but real salt, true salt, full of minerals, actually lowers blood pressure. So there's this whole, like, confusion going on. And then people say, you know, if you have high cholesterol, that's bad that's not true and then you start taking statins to lower your cholesterol which causes all sorts of problems in your body but cholesterol is a hormone mm-hmm. not a fat mm-hmm. and when you when your veins and arteries are constant like a rubber band stretching and flexing and they start to tear mm-hmm. and get little holes where well, you're losing that elasticity because you're deficient on vitamin C mm-hmm. vitamin C is the precursor to all the collagen and bendy flexible things in our body mm-hmm. so We start getting holes in our veins, and the cholesterol is used like uh, mortar to fill those holes. Mm -hmm. It's literally a Band-Aid. Cholesterol is a Band-Aid for you to live. Um, And then when you start taking lots amounts of vitamin C, your arteries will heal, the holes will close up, and then the cholesterol will flush out your body. Like Cholesterol is your friend. Interesting. If you have high cholesterol, it's likely because you're deficient in vitamin C. And we're the only animals on the whole planet that don't manufacture their own. Dogs make vitamin C. Birds make vitamin C. Polar bears make vitamin C. We don't make it. We're the only creature on the planet that does not make our own vitamin C. We have to eat it. Wow, interesting, and
0: that's why like wink. and I, you remember, I'm sure you've heard about like you know pirates and people at sea getting scurvy from I... lack of vitamin C, Arrgh. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, it's something that's and very important for um for human beings. What kind of things do you eat like can you kind of give me a basic breakdown of like your your meals like
1: yeah, um, I eat a lot of the same foods, I'm kind of a creature of habit, mm-hmm. I find something that works, and I stick with it, but I love hemp milk, you okay. know, so I have honey, raw honey and hemp milk in my coffee, mm-hmm. and then I'll make a plant protein smoothie with blueberries and pineapple and, you know, pineapple for the pussy, <laughs> and um, bee pollen, and I try to, like, start my day with that, mm-hmm. and I do, like, little greens packets just to stay alkaline um, that are a, a blend of herbs and things, and... Um, yeah, I try to eat a rainbow. I try to eat, like, something purple, something blue, something green, something yellow every day. And, yeah, and then I, I make sure that I switch it up so I'm, it's not salmon every single day. You know? right, 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 It's like, yeah, I try to vary it. But I really would just say look, look into eatrightforyourbloodtype.com, seriously. Okay. Download the app. Um, I already have the app, so I can just send you screenshots of yours. Okay. And we've been talking about this for years. Yeah,
0: and I've, like, not been following your advice for years. Maybe it's time that I should.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe you should come over to my house for some private lessons on what to put in your mouth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Charlotte, you dirty girl.
1: I know. I'm so fucking horny. I was literally like rubbing on my seat while driving here and was like, (laughs) I'm just like, you know, listening to Cardi B. And then I'm like, oh, no, she got in a fight with Nikki. And and then I'm like, oh, but I'm horny. (laughs) All these thoughts. So many thoughts. Being <laughs> horny is dangerous. I seriously almost wrecked my car three times because I was horny while driving. Wow. Yeah. How do you how do you release that? You just take I'm, care of yourself? I'm a compulsive masturbator. Really? Lately I masturbate all the time. Wow. Like I don't stop. Wow. I was tempted to do it here today, but you know. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, we gotta keep it so you can put it on YouTube. Yeah, we gotta keep
0: it safe. YouTube already won't monetize my channel, so I can't not get yet. them to kick me off again. They've already kicked me off before. Um uh what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so you are also on in your free time. I know you're you're kind of a nerd, you're kind of a self-proclaimed geek. Mm. You're into earth science, health science, you play Dungeons and Dragons. Tell me a little bit about that side of Charlotte Stokely, because I feel like a lot of people don't know about that.
1: Ooh la la. Okay. Um hi, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm also a weirdo, which I find a comp as I find that complimentary. You're unique. I'm unique. Um a word recently I find quite funny is oddball. <laughs> it's just like the letters. It's just an interesting word because you have O and then DD and it's like circle, high mark, high mark. You know, for the D, it's like uh-huh. a D and then a long slash. Like,
0: uh-huh. right?
1: I'm trying to explain. No, letters. I
0: know what you're talking about. But I'm talking funny. I never thought. I know. I never thought about it in that way.
1: And then ball, you also have like the circle shape. Like mm-hmm. O and A are very similar. But mm-hmm. then it's LL. Yeah. So oddball, it, like when I think of that word, I think of um, – what are those things that are the same frontwards and backwards? Oh, God.
0: I know like, exactly what you're talking um, about.
1: Like race car, taco cat is taco cat backwards. Yes. Oh.
0: Ernie, what is it?
1: Uh, it's not a conundrum. Panindrum.
0: palindrome 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 palindrome. Yay. Yes. <laughs> we are smart. <laughs> we know
1: things. We know things. Um, so anyways, I just the word oddball recently just seems really like funny to me (laughs) anyways i i see weird shapes and patterns and things uh always have always will um dungeons and dragons it's my one day a week that i get to not be me and Uh i get to fuck shit up um every sunday i get together with my team Uh and we've been playing for years yeah like seven years now i think wow and um my dungeon master is like a world famous dungeon master like he wins awards annually for all of his like tabletop RPG books and wow. um, Zach Zack Smith he's very well known and I'm okay. very lucky that he's my DM. Yeah. Um Yeah, super fun because we get to play test all the games before he makes them, Mm -hmm. like releases them. Mm -hmm. And then we go to Gen Con for the Ennies, and that's when people vote on the new products. Mm -hmm. And he always gets nominated, and he always wins.
0: So it's a card game, right? Or is it a board game?
1: Neither. Oh.
0: (laughs) I don't know anything about Dungeons & Dragons, like literally zero.
1: I have dice in my purse.
0: So it's a dice game?
1: I have a funny-sided die in my purse, Yeah. It is, it's a dice game okay. yeah. Um, so you have miniatures that are you okay similar to like a monopoly like right. I'm a thimble except you're like a dwarf or okay. a barbarian or a wizard. right okay And um, you would do everything on a table so you don't need a, like a board but uh-huh. you can have like hexagon tiles that you play on just some people are really anal about the rules like you can only cast a fireball so many feet. You know, and some people will actually measure out one inch is three feet and measure it out on the table. And then other people okay. are like more relaxed about it. So some right. people use the hex maps and some people don't. Mm-hmm. Like, um, anyways, I don't, it's, it's so interesting try, trying to explain to people Dungeons and Dragons. I feel like
0: other people have tried to explain it to me too, and it just completely went over my head. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um well you're welcome to play with us anytime. Okay. Um we have a very eclectic group of people. It's beautiful. Um you know, we oh it's a very diverse group. It's 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 quite lovely. And uh, you know, we have human rights activists. We have animators, porn stars, you know. Ella Darling plays with us and she like, did TED Talks and she used to be a librarian. She's wow. like the Queen of VR. So
0: Yeah, I know who she is.
1: You know, we have I I got to plug my girl, you know. <laughs> my girl. <laughs> got to give her some love. Um but yeah, so like you're, I'm Sam, I'm, I'm a wizard and I'm with my team and we work as a group. Mm-hmm. And then we go on these imaginary missions mm-hmm. to go and reclaim a stolen item or like find a kidnapped girl. And mm-hmm. then, you know, and then we find her and then we have to fight the beast. And then we have a list of weapons that we pick before we start playing. Mm-hmm. And then you roll it, you say, okay. Um, Zach, I'm going to throw my dagger, you know, and a dagger is not a very powerful weapon. It's just okay. a dagger. Right. So it's like D4. Okay. So you roll a D20 to hit, and if you roll a certain number high enough, then you've successfully hit your opponent. And then you roll a die, depending on the strength of the weapon. So a dagger, a D4, and you roll a D4, and it does one to four points of damage. And then okay. it's the next person's turn. Okay. So, yeah. Um... I sort of get it. I mean, I've played
0: those like role-playing games before, Ooh, so like I get I, bet you have. I get that. I get that. Yeah, I used to get like really hammered and like play those and it was bad. <laughs> I gave up alcohol and video games cuz both of them were like huge time wasters for me. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I love alcohol. <laughs> That's, you know. Well, it's,
0: you know, it's, it's 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 fine when you can manage it in a responsible manner. But remember how like when you got here and you saw that whiskey and you're like oh, oh you yeah. have that whiskey you know, like do you want whiskey. some and you were like no 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 I got to drive home see I would not have been like oh I have to drive home I would have been like yes
1: you're very responsible so, well You've i acknowledged I am now. and you grew
0: thank you yeah. thank you well i did i did a lot of damage before that happened
1: ah. <laughs> life had to like
0: beat me down but that's a whole other story <clears throat> um
1: now I'm thinking of beating off. <laughs> you really are like I, yeah. you I, really are bad. I'm so horny. <laughs> I'm and it's sweating bullets too. Are you? I feel like I You are I
0: promise you have no sweat marks.
1: That's I'm gonna have like sweat mark in my cooch. Okay, well I it's okay. Out. We can't
0: see that on camera and I can't see it either. Okay. So you're safe. Cool. Nobody will know but you. Yay. Oh. In another life,
1: what do you think that you would be doing? Ooh. You know, I feel like we – I didn't even really answer your one question. Um, What's question with that? It was like – what would you be doing? Anyways. Okay. So I used to want to be an astronaut. Wow. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So we did start with this. So I, I said I would change the RDA if yes. I could. Okay. Like a bucket list thing. Right, right, right. right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I forgot about that. We went
0: off on a complete and total tangent. Yeah. Okay. Bucket list. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, Right. Things I want to do that I haven't done yet. So that's a really hard thing to think of. Never mind.
0: So I see what you're saying, though. You're not thinking of it in a way in where you're like, well, if I was a different person, I could do these things. You're thinking of it in a way like I could still achieve these things. Yeah. Like, I still have the time. Like, who says that I can't do this or that as right. opposed to, like, I have to be somebody else to do those things. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. Yeah.
1: I also kind of want to, like, it's a personal mission to, like, destroy Monsanto, now known mm. as Bayer. The people that make your grandma's medicine is now owns Monsanto. So keep that in mind, people.
0: For people that don't really know about Monsanto, Ugh. do you want to just give them a quick summary?
1: Yes. Uh, Monsanto is the creator of Raid and Agent Orange that they the government sprayed on thousands of millions of people, killing them, giving them cancer. The soldiers got sick, and a lot of them— We're talking about Vietnam. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons why they sprayed those chemicals in war um, was because they didn't want them to be able to grow crops.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: wanted to destroy the land, so the, if the land's not fertile, then the people can't survive. Right. So they were killing the land. And then after the war, they started putting it in cute little bottles and selling it to Americans for to use in their homes. Like, use this for cockroaches, and use this spray so you don't get dandelions in your grass, which is so stupid, because dandelions are so healthy for you. They're not mm-hmm. a weed. They're a food. And then they made it so, like, everything has to be pretty or it's bad. You know, you can't have weeds in your lawn. So then they start putting the chemicals in your lawn, and then your kids are playing in it, your dog's rolling in it, and then everyone else is getting sick and just cancer, cancer, cancer. Mm-hmm. You know? Um... And then they started genetically modifying foods, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, a tomato bruises really easily. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking tomato. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. And so they started genetically changing it using, like, the, the scales of fish, putting it into the tomato seeds so that when the tomato grows, the skin is thicker and can ship easier. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you spray it with wax so it looks pretty and sell it to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but Have you
0: heard about that, like, ugly vegetables Um, company?
1: Imperfect box or something? Something like
0: that, yeah. And they like sell and they send you... Because there's like a big problem with people not buying like fruits or vegetables that don't look perfect and so like a lot of waste of food. Uh And so there's a company that started something, I forget what it's called, but it's like ugly vegetables or something like that. And they'll send you like a box, like cheaper than you would buy it in the store, of... Ugly vegetables and fruit, but they're perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, and it's like farm to table. To right, them.
0: exactly. So it's not genetically modified.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Don't. So the problem with genetically modified foods is that, so like, say, corn, for example, corn is like my biggest enemy. Like, yeah. fuck you, corn. But not Jonathan Davis' corn, because I love him. You know, Who's the, that. the band, corn. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, what? I love you, Dave. Jay- corn Jay-Dee-Dee. with a K. Yeah. It okay. 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 So corn, they started putting genetically modifying putting pesticide in the seed so that they wouldn't have to spray the plant later and then it could still be organic. Mm-hmm. But what happens is that when you eat that corn, now it's it has that systemic pesticide in it. Mm-hmm. So when you eat it, you have a pesticide now in your intestines. Mm-hmm. And that pesticide is killing all your good bacteria. So every time you eat corn you're you're literally destroying your immune system. You're eating something that can't properly be digested anyways. Right. We all know. <laughs> and also your neurotransmitters are made in your gut. So if you're constantly destroying all the bacteria in your gut, you're going to be grumpy, foggy headed, confused, you know. So mm-hmm. you 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 uh, yeah, fuck corn. <laughs> you know, it's
0: interesting. I was talking I had dinner um I was talking to my brother and my boyfriend the other night and we were talking about Monsanto and we were talking mm-hmm. about genetically modified foods and um I guess that they patented their genetically modified corn and there was a case because my brother's a lawyer and they were talking about this case when the um cor- the seed blew into like another farmer's uh-huh. um plot and they were able to test his corn and see that it had the Monsanto um, seed in it, It was, uh, and they ended up suing him, and they won.
1: Yeah, the seed, like, blew over yeah. into this organic farm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, a lot of farmers, like, this is kind of heavy, but a lot of farmers have committed suicide because their crops are getting destroyed because they're surrounded by GMO fields, mm-hmm. and it's getting into their fields, and it's becoming impossible for farmers. Yeah. I th- I think that might be partly why um Trump did something recently where he was giving farmers more money. Yeah. I didn't look into it, so I can't really like I can't say much on that.
0: I think but. it has to do with the uh trade wars that mm. we're doing, like the grow
1: more food here instead of importing it. Yeah,
0: the ter- the high tariffs that he's put on, so a lot of um other countries are not like uh, buying food mm-hmm. from farmers in America anymore. So mm-hmm. then they have to um, basically they're losing money. And so, like, Trump is like kind of like essentially putting like giving them, putting them on welfare to like help with that. That's but nice, it's not, it's, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but you know, these farmers are like, mm. we we just want to, we don't want to be on welfare. Like, we want to, we want to, we want to ha- sell our product like <laughs> we were before you came along. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So funny how we thought we weren't about going to get into politics and somehow that came up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like impossible to yeah. like
0: not have that. Guy's like name pop up and fucking everything. Yeah,
1: Holly was like, Is there anything you don't want to talk about before we start? And I was like, I don't want to talk about politics. Yeah, I
0: know. Here we are. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll change, uh, we'll change our, uh, line of questioning then. But yeah.
1: Grow your own food. Start community gardens. It's not too late until it is. Learn how to grow food.
0: Is there anywhere in particular that you like to shop that you feel that you are getting responsibly farmed food from? I
1: am the worst person. I, Grubhub, Almost every single day, I literally work to buy Grubhub and Uber. <laughs> um, but I try, I try to focus on vegan or organic-minded mm-hmm. places, and then again, order from those places over and over again. Yeah, like the, the places that have like ginger shots, like squeezed ginger. Like I an love ounce of it, ginger. Oh, I it's
0: yeah, especially like if I'm not feeling well, I like od on ginger. It's mm-hmm. really good for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that stuff. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I spend a I get. Uh, it's called Farm Fresh to You, mm-hmm. and you can choose how often you, you receive it. But I get – it's straight from farm to table. Um, local farms send me fruits and vegetables in a box every two weeks, and you can choose what you get and, or you can just let them give you whatever. And mm-hmm. if you're out of town, you can say, skip my delivery today mm-hmm. but donate it to the nearest shelter. Oh, that's you nice. Know? So it's a really cool organization. Um So I kind of just eat what they send me. Like I had the best cantaloupe of my life the other day. I love cantaloupe. So good. I don't really like it either. But girl, this cantaloupe was good
0: in a fruit salad that I avoid.
1: Really? Yeah. I avoid the strawberries. Really? I'll eat your cantaloupe and you can have my strawberries. Okay. We'll
0: have a fruit salad together because clearly we are – we'll eat it. We'll actually finish the whole thing because I I don't like the melon. I don't like the cantaloupe. I -hmm. always eat like the grapes and the strawberries but everything else I'm like, ew. I feel like it's just a filler fruit that people just (laughs) throw in there to like make it like – give it sustenance, but, like, no one ever eats that shit.
1: Well, cantaloupe is one of the most alkalining things you can eat. I know.
0: Of Ew, course it is. gross. I know. The things I don't want are the things that I should be eating. Isn't that just what life is about?
1: <laughs> I eat a lot of pussy. <laughs> well, but... see, I'm not into girls,
0: so I don't Aww. do that either.
1: That's okay. I know. You have a boyfriend. I do have a boyfriend. He gives you that yeah, I like penis a lot. That's my favorite. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's the best.
0: What scares you? Fear. Fear scares you. Fear
1: scares me. Interesting. Um, The older I get, the more I realize. Uh, when JFK said, you have nothing to fear but fear itself, mm-hmm. those are some of the most powerful words mm-hmm. ever. It, it kind of goes back to when we first started this conversation. If you're constantly afraid of something – whether it's happening or not, it's happening in your head mm-hmm. and you're creating these problems. Mm-hmm. Like I always get afraid that before an award show or something that I'm going to faint. It's a constant fear. I'm always afraid that I'm going to get overwhelmed and I'm going to faint in front of everybody. Wow. Um, so then I start getting like sweaty. Yeah. And then I can't breathe. Yeah. And then I feel like, oops, so I that was f- like a kicking it, an And then I, I keep feeling like dizzy and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to faint. Yeah, yeah. But it's like if I didn't put that thought in my head, mm-hmm. it wouldn't happen at all. So really the only thing you have to fear is fear itself. Seriously, like go do things and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't try again. Like,
0: Have you ever heard uh, the acronym of fear that it's false evidence appearing real?
1: Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I heard something yesterday about how we're all trying to navigate through the illusion I thought that was interesting. Oh, it is interesting. Yeah.
0: I think you're, you're really right about that because, you know, I'm in like a 12-step program. So what I'll do is – and I, I find that fear is basically the basic thing behind every single thing that um, stresses us out, that causes us problems. It's always fear. It's always at the bottom of everything. So like if something's stressing me out – I'll do like this writing exercise on it, and i'll I'll put down or like say if I have resentment I'll put down the resentment and then I'll write down like why I resent it and um, what I feel that person or whatever did to me and then I have to fill in um what does it affect in my life that's making me feel this way and there's like four columns it's um self-esteem, personal relations, sex relations, ambitions like pocketbook right. And then I do this whole – and then I look into like, okay – like for example, um, say – Uh, a client criticizes me for something that I shot. They don't like it, right? And I'm I'm like personally offended by that. You know, I'm resentful about that. So then I kind of do this digging deeper. Okay, well, why am I resentful at that? Well, they questioned my, you know, abilities. Okay, why am I resentful about that? Well, that brings up the fear that maybe like I'm not actually capable of doing this. Okay, why is that a fear? Because if I'm not capable of doing this, then who am I? Why is that a fear? Well, my identity is my work. Okay, why is that a fear? Well, if um, if I'm not good at my job, then I'm nobody, and then everybody hates me, and then I'm alone. You know what I mean? Like it kind of spirals Jeez, down into this whole thing. But that then,
1: seems depressing.
0: It no, but it's good because then it really uncovers like because everything, all these conflicts that we have, there's so much many, there's so many layers to it. Yes. and there's something underneath all of it that we almost never see because we're so caught up in like you know the surface stuff, and it just it just shows you like what it really is that's motivating you, that's creating um, that resentment, that's creating, you know, that stress in your life. And then once you can recognize what it actually is, once you uncover it, I think then that's much easier to deal with it.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Once you know the face of your enemy, you know how to attack it. Right. But when it's just this invisible fear, there's nothing you can do unless you're willing to not be lazy and actually do the work. Yes. Writing these lists down or however – People want to do it right, and I mean, also
0: taking responsibility um, yeah. for your part in something. I think a lo- what a lot of people do is they like to po- point your finger victim. and blame other people yeah. and play the victim. But like you have a part in everything, mm-hmm. and once you can recognize that, um, it just—I don't know—once you can, and then you know, and then you can accept the situation for what it is. It just brings it's you're a lot happier, yeah. more peaceful. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: I just I want inner peace, man. Yeah, and I want everyone else to have it too. It's not just about me being peaceful. Yeah, because you can be at peace, but if people around you aren't at peace, it can be exhausting. Yes, and I'm an empath. I have unique abilities to feel and understand people's thoughts and pain Mm -hmm. without it being digressed to me, Mm -hmm. and that. That can become really exhausting. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so.
0: Are you very careful about the kind of people that you allow in your life and who you become close to? Like, are you very much about, like, cutting toxic people out of your life?
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I have I'll, – I'll give everyone a benef- the benefit of, you know – Growing mm-hmm. and learning but you know I, I just I, I I know to avoid certain places and people and things now and I mean very few people have ever even been to my home mm-hmm. you know home is my sanctuary yep. and if I don't want to be around a crowded room then I'll just stay home yeah. or go to the beach or go hiking or something you know um, I've just I've, I'm I can recognize it really quickly mm-hmm. um, but I'm also really good at helping to define Deter people's negative emotions, Mm -hmm. and um, so I I'll be around those people, but I'll I'll do everything I can to like raise them up or help them see themselves in a better light, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. And I'll say, if you want to talk, I'm here. And doesn't even have to be like, if you want to talk, like there's a problem. Just like, hey, you know, let me know if there's anything you ever want to talk about this subject or that one. Let me know. Yeah,
0: because sometimes people just need a connection with another human being.
1: Of course. We're, well, we're all connected. Right. We're literally, we're, like, you can scientifically prove it. Yeah. We're all connected by this living, breathing spider web of actions and feelings and thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they have, like, World Prayer Day. I'm doing quotation marks for the people listening on iTunes or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's like... That massive power of positive intent, Mm -hmm. the world does feel that. Yeah. The world does sense that because it's a vibration. A thought is a vibration. And everything is a vibration. Like seeds are vibrations. Music's vibration. Love is a vibration. So if you just constantly feel love, I think things around you will feel it too without hounding them. Be happy. You need to be happy. Yeah, You know? But I think that like... Yeah. Yeah, man.
0: There's definitely like a <laughs> like a another plane that I think that we can't see or hear. Or feel or smell or anything like that. Like that kind of like that other dimension yeah. where everybody is connected. Cause All those you, dimensions. Because you can see it, you know, like like that feeling that you're being watched. You Ooh. know, like everyone has that. Like they know when they're being watched or someone's staring at them. But like you can't explain like how do you know that you're not seeing that person. Mm-hmm. But you feel it or you feel someone's like negative negativity even though they haven't said anything to you. You know, like oh, yeah. those kinds you of things. You sense it. Yeah.
1: You sense it in your gut. Yeah. Your gut's your antenna.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like when you know something's a bad idea, but you don't know why or like, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Better listen to yourself. Better watch it now. You'll be chasing your own tail.
0: I know. That's the hardest (laughs) thing is to like trust your own instincts.
1: You have to learn how to say no. Yeah. I find that's really hard for a lot of people. Like they're in a relationship and like their partner's being mean to them Mm. and I'm like, Why would you want to be with someone that doesn't love you? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Let it go. That's so weird to me. Yeah.
0: Um, Because I think so many people see their value only in how other people see them.
1: But if you love yourself first, you'll be capable of receiving so much more love.
0: Right. Because people will be attracted to that positivity and they'll want to be around that. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, I mean, that's just like, I mean, that just goes back to the whole like what you put out in the world is what you get back.
1: Yeah, you got to put out. I'm just <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I get it. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Porny girl. Well,
0: thank you so much for coming on,
1: Charlotte. It was so lovely to have you. It's always fun coming on to you. Oh. I mean, your we, show. Yeah, okay. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we could talk about all of these things for hours. We could. Yeah, like yeah. multi dimensions and aliens and the pyramids. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we're just
0: going to have to come back home. We're going to have to do that.
1: Hey, yeah. If you guys want to have a, uh, another time when I come on Holly's podcast and you want to hear us talk about things that are non-sex related and have nothing to do except with energy and multi-dimensions and aliens, let her know. Let me know. I'll come back.
0: And then we're also right after this going to do that um, extra uh, fan question, little 10-minute thing for my Patreon members. So I do have some more questions Oh, good. We're not done yet. Okay. I was getting
1: sad. I was like, oh, I don't want to leave.
0: So um, for those of you who are listening, um, if you're a member of my Patreon, then you can actually listen to Charlotte answer some fan questions,
1: which we're going to do right after this. Who wouldn't be a part of your Patreon? I know. It's
0: $5, right? It's $5 to watch the podcast live, and there's different tiers. So- if you just go onto my website, Patreon.com/slash Holly Unfiltered, you'll see like every tier you get different things for different prices, but it's all it's all pretty cool, and I really support. I really appreciate everybody's support because, um, you know, this podcast cost me money, and um, but everyone's been amazing, and um, all my supporters, you guys have no idea how grateful I am, so thank you so much.
1: Yay. Also, I feel I need to plug some social media please. before we go into the nope. special area that only certain people get to yes. hear. Yes, please, please plug um, your social media. As you know, my name is Charlotte Stokely. It's S-T-O-K-E-L-Y. My name's not Stockley. It's, you know, Eli.
0: It's funny. Every time I spell your last name, I do doubt myself for a minute. I've gotten it right every time, but there's been a couple times I'm like, is that right? Is
1: that right? Yeah.
0: It's good that you spell it.
1: Um, It's spelled just like Stokely Carmichael. (laughs) Um, So my Twitter is Char underscore Stokely. You'll know it's me because I'll have over 100,000 followers. Please don't follow an account that has less than... A couple hundred followers. They're an imposter, and they're trying to get money from you. And it's not me. And also, you don't live in Ghana. I don't live in Ghana. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I don't know where that is.
0: Who? Ghana. It's a small, impoverished Africa. African country. Yeah. But for some reason, Oh, Ghana
1: with, it has a H, G, yeah, with H, an H. Yeah, with an
0: H. For some reason, whoever is running that catfish scam out there is in Ghana, mm-hmm. and every single person who's been catfished by like a porn star is always like. It's always from Ghana. I mean, just yesterday, I had a guy email me who said that he's been talking to Danny Daniels for a year, oh, and I was sure. like, "No, you haven't." He's mm-hmm. like, "She doesn't live in Ghana." I'm like, "No, she doesn't live in wow. Ghana." So Charlotte does not live in Ghana.
1: Come on, people! Uh, I know, right? Um, I'm also on Instagram at Charlotte Stokely, the full word. So awesome! But you know, if you Google me, it'll pop up, and you'll find it that way. And you can go to Holly's Twitter, and I'm sure it's, it's it'll be posted there you'll see us talking to each other on her timeline Absolutely. But I just want to let all my fans know that I truly love you and I like I genuinely do love you you've helped make my life what it is today and I feel love for you and I feel your love for me and I really appreciate it and thank you
0: see this is why all your fans love you so much
1: I love everyone Aww.
0: <laughs> and you can find me um, at Holly Randall on Twitter and on Instagram thank you guys so much for tuning in Thank you so much, Charlotte, for coming on the show. It is always such a pleasure to see you. I loved all the nutritional advice that you gave me. I'm definitely going to look more into that. And to all my listeners... Thank you so much for being here and supporting me. And if you want to support me further, you can go to iTunes and rate my show five stars and leave me a review. Also, you can go to my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash unfiltered, and donate there to keep this podcast going. And you can also go to wooforplay.com and support me by supporting my sponsors. My sponsors only stick around if you guys buy their product. So please, 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 all of these things are what's going to keep this podcast alive and going, so I need your help. And just know that I appreciate all of you so very much. Next week on the show, we have male performer Seth Gamble. He's had quite a year. He's been in some of the biggest movies in porn this year. He's been in Fallen. He's also going to be starring in the new Deadpool parody and so many other movies. He's got 11 years in the industry, and he's also sober. So we are going to talk about all of those things. So make sure that you definitely do not miss next week Seth Gamble on Holly Randall Unfiltered.